0: Thanksgiving week, it's week 13 of the college football season. This is the Never Ending Glory Podcast college football show. Monor, your host, I'm with the usual suspects, and gentlemen, we have a new leader in the clubhouse, in the pick standings. Nice job by Whoa. me. Nice job by me the last two weeks, 26 Ugh.
1: and 13. I'll put it this way. Chill, you, you, uh you finished last after my back-to-back week's last, so you can take the toilet bowl crown. <laughs> Karma, karma.
2: Yeah, talking uh,
1: all that I, shit. And, and I was by just, the way, I, 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 I was, just yelled at Luke Grilly for this because he said it like four times in the NFL Picks podcast um, that will be probably out some point tomorrow evening. We don't need to know it's Thanksgiving. But that's been covered at Freaking nauseam. He made it a point to say that there was three NFL games, as if someone listening to an NFL picks podcast wouldn't know that there was three games on Thanksgiving. So uh, let's just be careful not to rehash the Thanksgiving too much.
0: No, I just I, – I, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't on my list of things to mention a bunch of times, but thank you for the disclaimer there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in also, full I'm grunt sweet. mode. I'm in full grunt mode this evening. So listeners, beware. I'm, I'm coming after anybody that's got crappy takes. Easy, Grinch. That's not for a month.
2: <laughs> yeah you're getting old, jeez. yeah, well, I was wor- I was worried about um, I just looked back at it. I went rogue on seven games, so that's how I thought I'd lose the lead, but I only went three and four in those games. It was everything else that was abysmal. so yeah, I'll eat the crow this week. It's disgusting. I you know I, I, I pulled some CDs out and uh, this was back in high school, but this pretty much sums up my picks. Thanks to uh, Adam Burr's CD collection. <laughs>
1: that's a pretty. That, that's a name really name that uh, tune.
2: That that would be the that, depth depth
0: Tones, my man. man.
2: That's digging deep. That's seven words. And yeah, um, I I actually thought for like three years I that maybe John Lennon, Lennon wrote that. What's that?
1: I said I thought maybe John Lennon wrote that. It sounds like what Scott Denisco was jamming to on his birthday night before he went to strip club and dropped that dollars. Shout out to Scotty D.
2: <laughs> Guys, does uh, Scotty D tune in?
1: I, mean, uh, I, mean, he he does. I believe he does. He's emailed, hasn't he? I don't think so. Man. Not to us. If he hasn't, he needs to. We need to get his boy Rue on it. Tell him to send him the link. Hey guys, real quick
0: before we get into week 13, uh, we did have some interesting news last week. Well, I don't know if it's really news, but uh, Charlie Strong is going to get fired. And that was pretty much coming the second that it, the field goal from Kansas went through the uproids and they lost that game to Kansas last week. But uh, he has not officially been fired yet, so we can't he-gone him yet. Uh, but Schillig's prediction of, of Tom it's Herman going dog. to Texas could come true here uh, before long.
1: Rest assured, it's coming, it's coming, Charlie. Hey, Chaz, bring Brinks truck yeah. up. Yeah, here's what I'll say. I'm. I find it very interesting some of the news coming out, or or some of these folks on TV and and writers describing the Texas situation. I think where we thought that that job was five years ago, to where it is now, and where the climate continues to push it. I do wonder if there's a little bit of kind of. Stuff under under the behind the scenes or kind of underneath the covers with Texas. Saban kind of walked up and towed the line and then realized, hell no, I'm not getting near it. I, I do wonder if there's if there's maybe a something or a little bit to the culture there and how difficult of a place that is to win because of the boosters and some of the commitments and some of the other junk.
0: Well, Charlie Strong is very confident that this group is gonna win a national title very soon, so
1: he would disagree with that take. I don't – well, I don't think this is so much the players as it's the overall atmosphere. Like, well, we've, we've already seen I, it. The I envision players. a little bit of a varsity blues type culture um, and yeah. then compound it with oil money and just kind of the overall entitlement that, that some of the elite probably have in, that, in and around that area. I, it, it's probably just super toxic.
0: Well, I have, a, I have a, a kind of a comical take on the whole situation, but I'm going to save that before when we talk about their matchup with TCU this week. Real quickly, let's just talk about the uh, playoff rankings that just came out a couple hours ago. Um, no change in the top four this week. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain uh, pretty locked in, setting up that Ohio State-Michigan game for a play-in type scenario for those two teams to get into the playoff. And then you have Washington sitting at five, Wisconsin at six, Penn State at seven, all, I guess, with some kind of life. But, um, I mean, it's it's becoming clearer by the week. You know, once again, on the show this week, we had a discussion about whether the Big Ten could possibly get two teams in. I don't necessarily see it happening, but Joey Galloway seems to think that Penn State is one of the four best teams in the country, which, I mean, I know they beat Ohio State, but... If they played again, would anyone in their right mind think that Penn State is better
1: or would, would pick them to win that game? No. <laughs> we talked about this just briefly before. There isn't a line that I would feel comfortable taking Penn State unless it was above 42. You're talking about Alabama,
0: against Alabama.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that, 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 I was that, actually going to say 46, so we're it, right It's there. got to be above, it's got to be above six touchdowns. Wrap your head around that, NCAA. If you do this, whoever's involved in this stupid 14 pick, and you pick Penn State, good luck. In a the way, that, that guy's from, from taking good luck. They lost two games. I'm, I'm so sick of this argument. I wish I wish you guys would have actually watched the show, too, because they they actually mentioned USC. USC has three losses. Well, that, that get ready for that, because the, USC probably, you know, they're rolling this week, and we'll get to that. But I think they're going to beat Washington. And then you're going to see how the committee has positioned it, though, is a Penn State. Wisconsin winner is getting that fourth spot if Washington loses. well, Just the absolutely. way that it's yeah. – it, there's two weeks to go. They can't make that big of a leap. Here, here's
0: the thing. U- or, uh, not Utah. Washington has to be praying to God that Utah does not beat Colorado this week because if they do, USC is going to the Pac-12 title game. If Colorado wins that game – they're going to the Pac-12 title game.
1: Oh, that's right. Because Colorado won this week. Yeah, that's right. I, I was thinking that Colorado wasn't going to make it, but they've already won one. They have to win the other. Right. I, I, I was just pinning them on a, a split.
0: So that, that's where we are. I mean, listen, we could have a discussion all day. I think it would be um, it would be interesting if they eventually went to eight, and you can include all five power conference title game or title winners, and then three at large. But at the same time, if you're making the the conference title argument not all conference titles are created equal because of the imbalance schedule so that's it
1: yeah the yeah the SEC West you could have you know two two top teams the ACC I think it's whatever one for state Clemson louisville or and there's these these heavy-handed I mean, Ohio state, Michigan's no, I mean the house state Michigan in the same yeah
0: just look at the big ten the difference in the divisions
1: yeah I'm I'm not even worried about Penn State. They're irrelevant because I'm going to give Schilling a little early Christmas gift. If Wisconsin and Penn State play, Wisconsin is lock city. Mm.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: I don't know. Both those teams aren't very good.
0: Well, let's get into the games this week. Uh, We have some some, uh, traditional rivalry games here on the last weekend of November, and uh, we're going to start with one that's kind of relatively new to the mix. This is a Thanksgiving night game. LSU and Texas A&M, this is at A&M. LSU is a five-point favorite coming off a brutal loss last week to Florida where they were stopped at the one-yard line at the very end of the game on the last play that would have uh, either you know, tied it and had a chance for them to kick an extra point to win the game. Um, A&M is kind of playing out the string. They're banged up. They have a quarterback that has not played much. Uh, just so you guys know, Farkey has chosen to go the um, – Random statement route with his picks again this week, so we're going to have some decoding to do. And he chose It's Britney Bitch, which I think means uh, LSU because Britney Spears is from
1: Louisiana. Is that correct, Farky? Ding, 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 ding. There we go. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm taking LSU. They actually dominated that Florida game. They were inside the 20 five times. They got 10 points. They also in one of the sequences, gave up a 99- or 98-yard touchdown the play after they lost the ball on down. That's correct. So think about that sequence to get only 10, five times. You get five field goals, it's 15 points, and they win the game. Or more than likely win (laughs) the game. Hey,
0: shout-out to Purdue for having uh, two former quarterbacks battling it out in the SEC last week.
1: (laughs) It's unbelievable. Couldn't
0: couldn't get on the field for Purdue, but they're going to start for two SEC teams.
1: Yeah. Well, so all things considered, I think A&E, the one thing is is LSU has been able to handle a ms offense in years past. You go back to even Manziel. I'm going that route with LSU. Um, I think it's a rally around Edo. O. This is his last chance because, and we'll cover this as well, there's something brewing in Baton Rouge, and it's also going to affect Tallahassee. But a backup quarterback is day-to-day, too, with that shoulder. I mean, I, I, I don't see how, how they're going to compete in this game. Well, who does? Who thinks they are going to compete? Our natural foil, shill? what do you think? Boy, <laughs> well, he's going to the well
2: again. I am, I am. Well... I am betting this game. I'm not betting a side. This line's too fishy. I agree with that. This line seems way too short. Um, the play here is the under. I think it's a 13-10 game. So um, I won't go contrain that much on you guys today. But I do like a&M in this one. Call me crazy.
0: I am taking LSU. I think, uh, as Sean pointed out, I think they rally around the loss last week and come to play this week. Um, and I'm going to take them minus the five. Friday afternoon game is Houston and Memphis, our Memphis-MAC game of the week. We actually do not have a line on this game yet because <laughs> of some injuries uh, on the Houston side. Uh, but I don't think anyone is even remotely considering taking Memphis. Is that correct?
1: I, I know Target right. is not. Well written all over it from Houston's game. They also get a couple extra days. I actually think the injury is to Memphis' quarterback, Ferguson. That's correct. Yeah, so, oh, my bad. Question uh, my bad. Bad.
2: along with the word. I, I forgot. Is, yeah, he, the other quarterback.
1: He, he, I actually hope he plays because then the line won't be completely insane. Um, it, even if he plays, uh, I think this is a blowout win, twenty-four plus points. It, it, it's going to have to be a really high line. We'll we'll tweet about this one, but I would be shocked if it's even within consideration not to pick Houston. You know where I stand. This is my final stand against Memphis for the regular season.
0: I mean, we're gonna have to do a bowl pick, so.
2: But regular season. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're gonna get one more shot to go against Memphis this year. So, you know, rest easy tonight, Farky. I
2: I would think this would be a letdown spot, but um, if Houston wins, I think they get a uh, near six game. So I think that's. By the way, way
1: he, Houston's rating ranking in the uh, college football poll is criminal. Criminal.
2: What is it? I,
0: I didn't actually see that. What is? They're it? like nineteen.
2: It's they tw- They're twenty.
0: Wow, where's Western Michigan then?
1: Nineteen,
2: eighteen. That's and
0: then Boise that, 16? That's hilarious.
1: And, and then meanwhile, you're going to have all these teams at like 10 through 15 with two and three losses. Um, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And by the way, Houston beat two teams that are in that ballpark. By the way, I'm not really that uninformed. I just
0: walked in the house and started a podcast. So I'm going to have some, oh, really type responses to some of these things here tonight. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Thank you. Uh, North Carolina State at North Carolina. This is an 11-point spread. UNC is favored at home.
1: Sean. I like NC State. Uh, as Show had them, I think, acutely tuned in last week. Um, their defense, I, I just – I think uh, it, it stays tight. Um, and this is kind of a little bit of a pick against Trubisky, who's getting all this steam now as a possible number one pick. And if if history's shown anything, for these ones that aren't worthy, they usually have a poop-the-bed type moment. Um, and I, I kind of – I don't know if it's fully this week, but I'm going uh, the Wolf Pack.
2: I should have clarified when I made that point. North Carolina State has a decent run defense, I guess, after watching the Miami game. I'm actually very scared. I, I was very tempted to take North Carolina because I think, I think they're going to throw all over them. But um, I, with this being north of 10, give me North Carolina State as well. UNC
0: Jay Jay wrote Isaac Smith. You want to throw a shot out there, Jay?
2: Yeah,
1: plugged Isaac Smith. Tobacco Road. Oh, okay. UNC. I, he had to, he went the cigarette route. Um, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Look, look, look. look UNC, that one was tough. I thought you could, you could have went Craig Berger shooting shirt. You could have went Jason Archer uh, favorite basketball team, but you know you <laughs> went you went a different angle there. You went the the nicotine the the Winston Morris route. The, the, the Tar Heels had, a, had themselves a, a practice week last week against the Citadel, so I'm feeling pretty good about uh, about their chances this week to cover.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't give that many points. Too many points, just to go back too to last week. Too many, many points. points. I'm taking North Carolina State plus 11. These rivalry games, when I, I'm not convinced either team's that good, I'm taking the points. Uh, I'm taking 11 here. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, This is a a game that's in Iowa City. Iowa's minus three. This gives me nightmares and cold sweats thinking about last year's game. that I think you and I bet the farm on Iowa against Tommy Armstrong in that game. And somehow they could not pull it off. It was brutal to watch.
2: There is no way I'm betting this game or watching this game. Is is Tommy Armstrong still dead?
0: Well, he's questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. I'll put it this way. This is the
1: respect they have for Tommy Armstrong starting quarterback. He, they're not sure if he's playing. They're just putting a line post they posted. <laughs> they're just putting it out there, anyways. Who cares? <laughs> so that's, that's called the anti difference maker. <laughs> Farkey wrote poop for his pick. So, Jay, go ahead. You want to stab at this one, Sean? Now, uh, both these teams are shit, so I don't know where you're going with this yeah, one. I'm, I'm kind of interested. <laughs> Corned. Both have corn, corn, corn. Oh, both have corn. Well, they're the corn huskers. They're the corn huskers. Oh, okay, all right. I think actually, in the, uh, Iowa is a, is a larger corn producer um, in the country. It's a little fun fact for all of our educated listeners. All three of them out there. Drop a knowledge. I'm taking Iowa. I'm,
0: uh, whether it's Tommy Armstrong or his backup, I'm taking. The
1: Hawkeyes to cover the In the words, and this is a shout-out to Memphis, Matt. In the words of A.C. Slater, I want to go to Iowa (laughs) as he told his dad to wrestle. I'm taking the Hawkeyes.
0: Very good. Washington at Washington State, the Apple Cup. Lost a little bit of luster after uh, Washington State was knocked off last week by Colorado. Washington is favored by six. This is in Pullman. Going to be a good one, I think. Farky, your pick here, Huska Varna, Please explain.
1: Pretty obvious, Huskies, and it it really pains me to go against my guy Mike Leach, but I just the yeah. air raid stops this week.
0: I'm actually shocked. I was, I mean, I saw the Husco, but I wasn't really believing you were actually going to pick against Mike Leach.
1: I, I think I just think Washington's a better team. They have, they came back after that loss to USC and just pumped Arizona State last week. So we'll see. Maybe they have a, maybe they have a down week, but I, I just think their defense is pretty good. And, and the air raid, the air raid comes to a halt this week.
2: A
0: couple guys here
1: might disagree
0: with that, Schilling?
2: Yeah, I, I just don't know anything about Washington right now or where they're at, so uh, I'll take the points here in a rivalry game.
1: Yeah, that's my angle as well. What I will say is usually injuries don't affect you the first week. It's the second and third weeks after. Um, teams get a chance to kind of you know figure things out, and you can scheme for usually one game. Washington, as noted last week, lost. Uh, and they've now they're now without their two best defensive players. I think that affects them in this one, particularly Mathis um, as a pass rusher. I, I like Washington State to rebound here. It's kind of a perfect spot for them. Um, I'll, I'll take uh, Mr. Leach. I'll say this. This has all the makings if it goes Washington's way for a Leach blow-up. He doesn't really blow up, though. No. See, I feel like if he wins, he'll have a better rant just because, you know, he'll start talking about experts and everything else.
0: I'm I'm taking Leach as well. I'm not sold they win, but I think maybe they lose by a field goal or so. I'll take the points at home in a big rivalry game, and I'll take them bouncing back. And and I just – there's going to be chaos in this last week. I think something's going to happen here. I could easily see Washington getting knocked off and then opening the door for something crazy to happen here in the playoff. You know, after the Ohio State Michigan loser is knocked out, um, Boise State and Air Force. This is an interesting game that Sean threw on the uh, pick sheet this week. Boise is a nine and a half point favorite at Air Force. Schilling, your pick here.
2: Um. I, I don't trust Boise's offense here to stop that running attack so uh, i'll take the points here in the air Force
1: so their offense has to stop air Force's <laughs> offense that is brilliant I'm taking air Force as well not for that genius reason but i'll take it just because i, I, I just it's a tough it, i think it's a tough spot for Boise um give me the falcons
0: man you guys better be tight with your takes tonight because you guys Elita sean showed I'll, I'll up it. tonight
2: Sean, You're after my five and, and thirteen me. week, after my five and thirteen week, I literally have no notes in front of me. It's bu- bu- a Buckeye vodka and cranberry, and I'm just just trying to get through this pot and tr- trying to in five hundred. You're trying to get
0: through the pot and finish it like Jerry. Here's Burst. my thing:
1: I never have notes in front of me, so when I'm wrong, it's like, hey, that, that, that's just us rapping at the bar. So, just like at the bar, just have your game tight. That's all I'm saying.
2: I, I I have to have notes. I don't know if you guys know my father. He has a stuttering issue, so I have to have something to go off of, so that I just don't ramble all over. Now you're
1: blaming it on your father. A lot of Thanksgiving, a lot, a lot to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. And you're now blaming it on your seed. She'll
0: has daddy. she has daddy issues. High maintenance. <laughs> Farky, your pick.
1: I went with you're my boy, Blue. I'm going with the the Blue Field Boise State. It's on the road. I know it's on the road, but that's that's their that's their image. The blue field. Plus, it, all joking aside, I think McNichols runs wild. He was passed over as a Doak Walker finalist this week, so I, I think. Well, he, here's what I will say. I actually thought you messed up messed up the um, service academies because Blue went in the Navy, and they actually showed a picture that's of him. Correct. And right. I thought maybe you were getting that. T- I was ready to jump on you for missing where Blue actually went to school. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Air Force head coach Troy Calhoun had a hell of a take this week, too. Our strongest muscle is the one inside of our chest cavity. Wow. Wow. Troy. Uh, There's I'm good. no cool Troy. Like, name one cool Troy. That, that quote sucks. <laughs> Definitely not Palomaro. <laughs> no. I also thought maybe out.
0: this was an Air Force pick because their fight song is uh, Wild Blue Yonder, but...
1: I was mistaken. He actually went with the road yeah. blue turf. So, that's the thing about Farkies. You have to go. You have to go. There's all these different angles. You could talk yourself into either side. Correct. You could. Oh, you can almost always though, default to the favorite.
0: Well, that's that's also true. And this is uh, this that's is I, faves minus nine and a half. That's probably where
1: I should have went. Although you met, you tricked me with Nebraska because, you know, obviously not the favorite. So oh, Farkey loves I'll tell you Tommy. what, you Far- know what, you know what? Shame on me. Poor, poor job tonight on those, on those picks because Far- you're right. That was now that just, that just, uh, was the opposite of what I said. Well, Farkey's a big Tommy
0: Armstrong guy though. So we all kind of get that pick a little bit. Oh,
1: God, he sucks.
0: Uh, I'm taking Boise state also. Um, I, this is a double revenge game for them as well, in addition to what Farkey said about their running attack. I, this is They've lost to the Air Force the last two years in a row, and, uh, and last year was a pretty big upset. So I think they're ready to play this time, and they, they get it done by a couple touchdowns here on the road. TCU and Texas. Oh boy, where to begin for this one? Uh, Texas is a two and a half point favorite at home against TCU, and that's... Pretty sad for TCU, considering the state of Texas football right now, that they're still getting points from this team. Um, I think just about all of us are on Texas. And here's what I'll say about the Texas situation that, that cracked me up. And this happens this – is, this isn't just confined to Texas. This is – anytime a coach is rumored to be fired, his players automatically come to his defense, and all these guys show up at the press conference and they're all just, just devastated that he's going to be fired then how come you guys completely went through the motions last week against Kansas? Schillig and I were actually watching this game, and I'm telling you right now, you could not have cared less about playing a football game than Texas did last week. It was hilariously embarrassing. The last 10 weeks you spent dogging it for the guy, and now he's going to get fired because of your piss-poor effort, but you're going to cry about it and come to his defense in the press conference. It always cracks me up.
2: That was the best part of the Saturday was that game. And another interesting thing on this, other than both teams suck, is the winner of this game is actually bowl bowl eligible. So there's so many different layers to this game. Um, If if they have any reason to play for this coach, it's this week. So on that point alone, give me Texas.
1: I'm taking Texas as well for that reason. Yeah, that's my angle as well. Um, I, I guess the only question left to ask is, I'm assuming Full Metal Jacket is Texas, but again, they are playing another Texas school, so Farkas explain. That's you you literally have to take it from the movie. Only Steers and come from Texas. Steers and Queers. You, you can quote the movie. Yeah, but again, both schools are from Texas. Damn it. <laughs> What? The,
0: the other team is actually Texas Christian University. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, Witty went out the window tonight putting these together. Are you serious? You didn't, like, know who they were playing? You, I knew they were playing All year run. long, this myself. is actually perfect. To, am really gonna gonna I really going to rally? I was thinking to myself, am I really going to rally around this coach with these guys? Probably not, but I went ahead and took them anyway because I thought, well – TCU is basically crapped on me all season long, so... So this is funny, because you haven't picked the Texas, and we're not getting another Texas pick, because I think this is the last game of the season for them, right? I mean, well, they're not... They could do make they play bowl. next week? They could make they're a bowl They're playing for a bowl game. They are. Yeah, they're 5-6. and six. Oh, God. Wrap your head around that. I thought they put some rule in where 500 teams can't make it, but who knows? Yeah, they, got
2: they have so many bowl games. You'll, you'll see some 5-7 and seven yeah. teams with bowl games. It's garbage.
1: Yeah, well... The sad thing is is we just took Texas and their consensus pick this week. (laughs) And I don't (laughs) feel that bad about that. Moving on.
0: Okay, okay. Toledo and Western Michigan. Western Michigan trying to continue the undefeated season. They're a nine-point favorite at home against Toledo. I kind of like Toledo here. Call me crazy. I don't know. I think at some point Western Michigan is going to have to sweat one out and I think Toledo is going to come in here with absolutely no pressure on them and give them all they want. I might be a lone ranger on this one.
1: Farkas, explain, because Shell and I are with Western Michigan. It's, fa- it's His it's favorite, favorite, favorite boat. thing about college football, row the boat.
2: No, I, I actually I hate every second of it. Um, the Titanic, he didn't row. No, but it's a boat.
1: They had to row when they got out of the ship. For Christ's sake. We got Thanksgiving coming up. You could have tied in Thanksgiving with Mayflower, and you picked Titanic, which sank. I don't support Thanksgiving. It's the
0: best holiday. It's a meal. It's not a day. Will Muschamp made that clear today.
1: (laughs) We're practicing Thursday. It's a meal. Hey, like I said in the NFL pod, I know what about – I know every Thanksgiving how it's going to play out. I know at 1230 – MZ is going to have four hands in his pants and be <laughs> zonked out halfway through the Detroit Lions game. Wake up and be like, "Whoa, whoa, what, what happened? What happened?" Uh, uh. What we should have had is MZ on here to give us a rant on anti the history of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, no kidding. Hour <laughs> plus.
2: Yeah, I think this line's ten. So you know, if it gets north of ten, I like Toledo since it's nine. I like Western Michigan. Uh, Toledo. I'm, this game's for the MAC championship. Um, and these are the two best teams of the conferences by far. Toledo loves to throw the ball. I think Western Michigan can control the clock and kind of keep Toledo's offense off the field by running the ball. So uh, row the boat.
0: Texas Tech and Baylor, we were going, I was going through on my lunch break today trying to pick these games, and I was staring at this game for about 20 minutes trying to figure out why in the hell is this on our page this there. week.
1: <laughs> this game is awful. I put this on here so we could talk about it for a few different things. You can give us a score on the Texas Tech game, please, right now. Last week? Yes. Oh, it was my favorite game of the week.
0: Iowa State sixty-six, <laughs> Texas Tech ten. <laughs> they lost to Iowa State three and eight, Iowa State, sixty
1: six to ten. By eight touchdowns. That's correct. They they had some great You know what though? <laughs> Cliff Cliff was probably wearing the the, the the lenses off those glasses and looking all dapper. The only yeah. guy that, that I, the only guy that can like him is Adam Birch. It's unbelievable. I I don't know how it's
0: you could possibly trust. like him. I I remember I remember about three or four years ago when he was just starting. I don't know how many years he's been there now. Probably longer than I think. But I remember Sean texting me at one point early in his tenure. Watching a Texas Tech game and saying, man, if I was a Texas Tech fan, I would hate his approach. He
1: just I, I hate guys that that would rather look cool than win. Like, just be a winner. Like, for as much as I can't stand Harbaugh, I do like the fact that, like, he's not trying to win, like, a beauty contest. Like, he's going to look like a douche and a dork. Yeah, and he doesn't but, care what people think about that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, like, all he is is about winning. So I, I can at least totally respect that. Oh, like Cliff is is that that's why I like the Hulk so much. That's why I like Leech so much. Is these guys like genuinely want to win and care and wear it on their sleeve. And like Hulk doesn't care about his hair. Like he looks like Ernie McCracken halfway <laughs> through games. He's not trying to like you know I, trying to be a Calvin Klein model like this punk. One of the other terrible things is you have to hear so many takes every week about the nostalgic comments of when when Cliff used to quarterback this team back in the day. Yeah, it's awful. yeah you know what I remember? I remember Marusha right, and lighting them up. Yeah,
0: they weren't the good, the I and mean, that, that's think. the thing. He was a, he put up numbers. His team stunk, and the only thing he's been good at as a coach is having other quarterbacks that do just what he did, put up huge no, no, numbers. And no, what he's
1: been good is he's been lucky to be a coordinator when there's been some seminal talents come in. And then, oh, by the way, he's ran out two quarterbacks that are better than the one that he has right now, Davis Webb and Mayfield. Yeah.
0: Oh, Patrick Mahomes, though, is up for all these awards. I mean, give me a freaking it, break.
1: Far- Farkey's taking criminal. Now, I know Texas Tech's got some criminals on their roster, so I'm assuming, though, this is Baylor. And the other hot topic is – and if God, if it happens, we may have to dedicate a whole pod to it. The Baylor program has one of the four or five front runners is one Mike Singletary. Yes. That is yes. Oh, yes. made in heaven. It, I'll put it this way. That would actually get me to change my opinion on the entire program if they brought in Mike, Michael Singletary. I would love it. Him dealing with high, with high school recruits would be utterly fascinating. It's, it's going to last for 18 months because he's going to quit because the kids are going to quit on him but it will be a thrill ride. It will be better than the Millennium Force.
0: I mean, Over it, there it, a number
1: of times he would cry in the locker room next year. It
0: takes me back to the uh, the old league viewings at Sean's place, back when Singletary coached the 49ers. It was appointment television. I'm telling you what, it was unbelievable. What a great era, by the way. We had guys like Mike Singletary, Tom Cable was coaching the Raiders at the time. I mean, it was
1: freaking hilarious to watch that was yeah the, there was uh there was quite a few. I, yep. I actually I'm going to have to look that up. And we'll have to we'll have to cover that at some point maybe uh, in uh you guys if, need to cover that on Singletary. your on your NFL pod. Well, if this Singletary gets any steam, we can we can I'll have that queued up and I'll go through. I think it was like at the end of the Art Shell era. Yeah. Like there oh, yeah. there was some some premier Romeo Crennel. Yeah, it was Romeo Crennell,
0: for the Browns. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic
1: coaching talent.
0: Yep. All right, uh so Schillig, you're kind of the lone wolf here. Explain your Texas Tech pick.
2: It, it's for one reason. Uh, four weeks ago, when Baylor was 6-0, and I said they would lose out. And they are f- – almost home uh they are at west virginia next week so that's a loss so i'm taking texas tech purely because i want my prediction of barely going from six and oh to six and six to stand true
1: well and actually what you said is is if they lost to texas i think it was texas was their that's correct yes if they lost to texas they weren't going to win the rest of the season and the funny thing was is i remember thinking well do they still play kansas and they had already played them um, and then I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a legitimate shot with that. And here we are.
0: Here we are. And let's move on to yet another horrendous game this week. It, was, oh my God. it is a rivalry game, I guess. Arizona state minus three at Arizona, two awful football teams.
1: <laughs> I don't even really know why this is on here. These teams are a combined seven and 15. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's big, it's big for the co-eds. Oh. Here, here's a stat for you points against Arizona State 289th, Arizona 286th
0: oh. should be a battle I, I'm taking Arizona State just because I, Arizona is so 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 bad and Arizona Good State's question. not much better but I'm
1: taking who's Arizona who's the State. more deplorable head coach uh, Todd Graham he, he's a I, deuce. yeah I think Todd Graham's more deplorable that's why I'm picking that. Farkey I think put, the world loves wait. The world loves to to reward scumbags. I'm taking Todd Graham in a just the narrowest margin over Rich Rod.
0: That's that's a good angle. I, I I do need an explanation for this one. You
1: won't get you will not get that on ESPN on, on game day come, come Saturday. You won't get that angle there.
0: I, I I don't think Lee Corso is breaking that down on game day. I I don't think so anyway. Farkey wrote Not the Moon. Jay?
1: Sean I don't know. Sun devils. Oh,
0: God. How did I miss that? That's on uh, me. Yeah. That's on me.
1: You always have to go to – I'm noticing a theme here. You have to go to their mask
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, this next one should be pretty straightforward. Farkey put Mecca, and I'm assuming he's talking about Columbus, Ohio, because we're going to talk about the Buckeyes. Uh, minus seven against Michigan. Obviously, I know Farkas is going to take the Buckeyes, so that was kind of a giveaway. But I'm also going to take the <laughs> Buckeyes as well. Just for me, I I know Michigan's kind of a popular pick here, at least among you other two guys on the pod. Uh, I could easily see this being a low-scoring to close game, but I'm going to need to see Michigan actually play with Ohio State at some point to be comfortable taking any sort of points. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes here, and I think they win, and they might win by a couple of touchdowns.
1: Here's the thing. If Ohio State's going to throw the ball at all, they better throw the ball better than they did last week. I mean, Barrett was atrocious. Thank God! How are they going to the throw the ball against Michigan? The game plan here I mean, so is really simple. Do. I don't, I don't put anything past this offensive play calling that these guys have had the last five weeks. So I mean, seriously,
0: I'm not an Ohio State fan, so you guys are more tuned into this than me. But like, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of the game last week, but I saw Barrett's numbers, and they weren't good. I mean, how does this happen where they can go from putting up 62 two weeks in a row and just being ultra explosive? to not being able to get first downs week to week? I mean, is it the play calling? Is it the execution? I mean, what's going on here?
1: Well, they had 16 first downs. Okay, but they I didn't, I, I didn't move the ball did fine. I they move I just, the ball? I think it's, it's, it's a combination between if they don't get third and manageable, i.e. less than third and four or less, that that's where they struggle and what happened is is they they'd get some of these yards, they'd get first downs, and then they'd hit these third and sevens and third and eights and these clear passing downs and they just didn't hit them. Uh, there was a couple plays like Barrett had um uh who eighty two. who's who's eighty two, Farkas? Um God, what the hell's his name? Anyway, across from him, no one around him throws it behind him. And you know that that in and of itself he's getting he's He's crossing the field, and yeah, Clark—he's—he's he's getting forty yards on that play. I mean, there's not anybody in the screen um, that can make a play on it. So it's—it's it's just that's a microcosm type play, really. And, but that's the problem. We talked about this three weeks ago. We said that that, that they didn't need to put themselves in long third-down plays. It, it, same exact conversation. The comment you made was made three weeks ago, and we're still there.
0: I mean, do you think they're not running the ball enough on early downs, or what is
1: – it? No, Mike Weber averaged eight yards a carry last week. When are they going to give him 25 carries in a game? I mean, they get, JT Barrett ran for 100 yards on 24 carries. Why not shift some of those carries over to Weber? I, that's what's bothering me about this play call.
2: Um, I like to end this game, so just like the uh, LSU and a m game, I'm going to take the points with Michigan. I see that six and a half a lot of spots that would have made this pick a lot tougher. Since it's seven for the pod, game, Michigan.
0: By the way, if you're thinking of playing the under like Schillig did, I don't know what you got it at, Schillig, but I think it opened at 51, and it's down to like 45.
2: Yes, I got uh, 49 and a half.
0: That's pretty good. So, Sean, your thoughts? I know you're picking Michigan, so uh, give yeah,
1: me I, I, I was. Yeah, I didn't even know what the number was come Sunday. I, I liked Michigan once I had heard, got wind that it was uh, six and a half or seven. I think it's kind of hovering in and around there. Um, but the I love the under as well. I, this has kind of all the makings for kind of a a sixteen ten type game. Um, I think there is an outside chance for Michigan, but it's it's going to have to be a special teams touchdown. Yeah, you guys are you guys are actually talking me big time out of my uh, totals pick. I put the confidence pool forty four. I'm just slapping myself now.
0: I mean, it's still under the total though. Well,
1: I get it. I get it. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that, though. The more I think about it, Oh no. Yeah, I, but I seriously,
0: and a couple other guys that I that I know are Buckeyes fans, we were talking about this on another uh, text thread today. I mean, would you really be shocked if Ohio State comes out and puts up twenty-eight, thirty-five
1: points? I wouldn't know. There is a scenario. I think if if they're able to move, Michigan's not seen a front. Like Ohio State's all year. That that that's the one thing is for as much as they talk this defense up, and the corners are really really good, like big time corners. Give you that. Up front though, there there is a, a whiff that this could get this could get a lot like last year, just because Michigan's not ready yet. But is Noah Brown slow? How many targets does he get? He he doesn't get any targets. Well, he's not going to get many this game because they're going to put the clamps on him. I think you got to look at Ball, and I think Weber and Sam and all the guys that are going to have, have to have the big games.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I, I watched a lot of the Indiana-Michigan game to just see how a corn war was, because I knew mean, we talked about this game in depth, but they were so vanilla against Indiana, and the weather was awful, That it was, it was really hard to predict kind of what they're going to show.
1: I had a feeling Harbaugh was going to do that, so it I actually played into why I took them, but uh, Spate is practicing today, too.
0: Yeah, well, you're not
2: gonna, to see, yeah. to see how cold it gets.
0: You're not going to know who's playing quarterback for Michigan until they take the field for the first snap. Yep.
2: All
0: right, Kentucky and Louisville. Louisville is a 26 point favorite in this rivalry game. Uh, I'm taking the points with Kentucky 26. Too
1: many points. Too many
0: points. Too many guys, points. Guys,
1: I have to. I have to preface real quick. I have to preface my comment on the sheet because you guys are going to catch me again. Yeah, I, didn't, I was
0: going to say that. Both schools are from Kentucky, Jay, just so you know.
2: I'm assuming that's Kentucky, Jay.
1: I I don't think – no, I I actually think he meant Louisville. I meant Louisville. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, genius, but – okay. Um this line, for, in my opinion, is, is very similar. This line can't be high enough. I, I, I think this is an absolute trouncing. Kentucky sucks. And all of this, oh, they might win the SEC East, was just smoke and mirrors to the to the basis for what their team is. Steaming, hot pile of poop. Just garbage. I mean, just donkey flop. Chilling. Could there have been any more, any more joy, though, last week in that loss to Houston?
0: That was phenomenal. Watching Bobby, watching Bobby Petrino have to just take that and then turn into total bitch mode on the sidelines with the raps was awesome to watch.
1: By the way, Bobby, that's why you have to schedule tough teams in non-conference. See, that's the whole point. That Had you just let that game play it out and then tried to make a point, it would have actually been at least logical, or it could be understood. When you're complaining about your ranking without having played anybody good other than two teams, and you split those, you don't really have a point, you idiot. Well, you- it didn't catch my attention though. This week is Kentucky. I didn't realize they have two thousand yard rushers. Does that matter? Probably not. Right? Blow out anyway.
0: I mean, who knows? But I'm you taking the points.
1: No,
2: I, I know. I can- well, I, I've actually um, teams that get eliminated kind of, you know, so to say, eliminated from the college playoff, they are 1-7 against the spread the following week where they kind of just shut it down because they know they're out of it. So I'm going to play that angle here and take the points Kentucky.
0: Virginia and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is an 18.5-point favorite at home off their big, big win at Notre Dame last week where Notre Dame <laughs> blew another 17-point lead. Um, I'm going to take the Cavaliers to keep this one relatively close and cover the spread. Sean? Uh,
1: I'm going uh, the same way. I felt like the I, I, it actually opened at 16-and-a-half, and it's been pushed up to 18-and-a-half. Um, at 16-and-a-half, I, I, I may have given a little bit more pause, but I just
2: that's too many points. points. Uh, Virginia has covered like crazy all year, so I'll keep that going as well, even though Virginia Tech's got a chance to play for the ACC championship game with a win here. And then does somebody have to lose, Sean? Is that correct?
1: No, I don't know what that hell that side is. I know They probably won that side.
0: Meet her, Jay. You want me to sing it? Oh, meet Virginia. Yeah, I got it. Okay. No, please don't sing it.
1: <laughs> wow. So how about this for the last two consensus picks? Texas and Virginia. Man. Good Lord. It's- I can't you combine those two teams. If you combine those two teams, they get beat by Alabama. Oh, by easily.
0: Oh, yeah. Not even close. (laughs) Sean put on here Rutgers and Maryland. Any anybody interested in talking about that game?
1: I have one angle: Rutgers versus Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. I don't know the score. I I do actually know. I
0: do. Okay. Two hundred and (laughs) twenty-four. Two hundred and twenty-four. Nothing. That's a fact. That's a fact.
1: Two thousand two hundred and fifty-eight to. 382. <laughs> By the four big schools in the Big Ten,
0: Chris Ash, you, my friend, have some work to do. <laughs> hey, consistency is not an issue over there. Yeah, I tweeted this from our account, too, on that same topic, because Sean texted, or, uh, tweeted this, and I replied. There was a video taken at the end of the third quarter of the Rutgers-Penn State game, and I'm telling you right now, there were maybe 200 people in the stands. Maybe the family their own family members <laughs> their family deserted them hey, i'm not watching this guys i'm sorry i'll meet you at safari yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. but uh, we're, we're not going to pick that game we're moving on georgia yeah. tech and georgia clean old fashioned hate this one's in athens they're 4 point favorite the bulldogs are over georgia tech um, i'm taking the bulldogs Any objections to that?
1: None whatsoever. Okay. So we have a consensus pick there. There was a little bit of confusion there. I think Farkas was going a Ray Charles angle. Um, I believe that. So Georgia is a consensus pick at minus four.
0: Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama. Bama's a 17.5 point favorite at home. (laughs) Farky went with Phyllis from Mulga. I know where the, I know I know what reference that's from. So uh, Jay, you could take it away. Hey, counter. <laughs> Saban is a better
1: man than you. You got that? Kiss my butt. She's the worst. She really uh, actually is, Harvey Updike's,
0: Harvey Updike's the worst, but she's close. Yeah,
1: he, he, I would venture to say that about ninety percent of Alabama fan is is utterly deplorable. You know what a, though? A know what though? Phyllis had bowel cancer last year. I'm not touching
0: that one. Yeah, yeah I, that's yeah, why yeah. I said Harvey Updike yeah. was worse. But Schilling actually is going to take Auburn here. So uh, tell us why, Schill.
2: I don't know. I mean, this, <laughs> th- this is the most meaningless Iron Bowl in recent history. It, it, if Auburn were to beat Georgia, this would actually be for the division, and it'd be a little more fun. I think the line's pretty dead on. You know, if it gets steamed up to 20-21, I might actually take Auburn for real, but. Uh, for the sake of the pod, give me give me the points in a in a rivalry game.
0: Can we skip this next one too?
2: No,
1: absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> this uh, shining. No,
0: it's not. This, this is anything but. I
1: wish we could queue up some old school Luther Vandross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll point out that Furky's pick for this game is simply haha, <laughs> and this is Notre Dame and USC. USC is a seventeen and a half point favorite. I don't know if that line's gone up at all since the news broke this afternoon about the sanctions at Notre Dame, and maybe that affects their psyche a little bit. I don't know. But I don't think anyone in their right mind would take Notre Dame this week. Sean was actually thinking about it.
1: I I entertained it, and then I read some of the stuff to Brian Kelly and his just consistent lack of kind of accountability or acceptance in anything – I just I had to run and hide from them. What a disaster season.
0: It's It's, oh, been, it's been brutal. Um, I'm thankful that our basketball team is looking pretty good. They're undefeated at least, and they're actually enjoyable to watch. But, I mean, I could spend tons of time talking about the sanctions and what I think is right or not right. The bottom line is it's been a horrendous year. It's been embarrassing. And even before this news came out today, I told Sean, there is no chance in hell Notre Dame is covering this game. I've seen this too many times where USC is rolling and we limp into the Coliseum and just get our ass handed to us out there. So I expe- fully expect that to happen again this week. The last time we played out there, Cody Kessler lit us up for six touchdowns. I could see something similar happening this week.
1: What I will say is, and we'll get to kind of the college the college coaches take, because um, I'm starting to kind of come around on some things, And a program like Notre Dame, I don't know that you can be there more than six, seven years.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's a a very, very fair point.
1: And I'm actually kind of going through the same thing from a Florida State perspective, or at least maybe it's just the person that's there. I'm kind of coming around on the idea that it's a premier enough job. You're going to be able to get coaching talent. I think you have to cycle in and out a little bit because it just – when it gets stagnant, it, gets, yeah, it well, just really, really gets ugly. And Are you guys really going to be better next year? I mean, what, what's next year look like?
0: Well, I, well, you, I have no confidence sure. in that. I mean, Kaiser could leave, and then who knows? But, I mean, you, you're right. When it goes bad at a big program like that, it's unsalvageable. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think Florida's going through this. Well, not, not Florida State. I think Miami went through it multiple times. Now Texas, I think, is embarking on going through it for the second time. Some of the teams in the SEC West are going through it, other than Bama. Now some of that saving causes it. I just I, Michigan went through it until they got Harbaugh. Um,
0: but I mean, I, even, I, to I, extent, I, I, I even to an extent, even to an extent, Notre, going through this. Notre Dame was going through this until Kelly, and he kind of at least turned it around from a recruiting perspective. I and just, I
1: wonder if he's going to look back and say god last year I should have taken the Giants job.
0: Yeah, and then, you know at or or the or beginning whatever. of this year he was he signed the big extension and said this is you know he hoped that this is his last job, but I I don't know. There's been so many so many things this year that have soured his relationship with the fan base. Just and a lot of it is what you said, Sean, is the way he handles things in press conferences and not taking really yeah, any responsibility.
1: Think, uh, you got a guy like Dabo and stuff like that's just gonna resonate with with your players and your fan base more than the guys that yell and they get on guys all the time it just uh, Kelly and Jimbo have a lot of similarities and at some point it just kind of wears you out yeah yeah but to your point about Kelly there I mean he has such a dominating personality with his players I, I don't see how he could succeed in the NFL similar to Saban and some of those other guys they just those guys don't react to that in the NFL. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I like, agree with that. I, for, for as much as 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 Myers a great kind of you know game manager, like understanding X's and O's. He, he is. There's a reason he's the recruiter that he is. Saban just bludgeons you with all the resources and just you know winning and and you know the pocketbook of, of that that kind of booster club and everything else, but. Uh, like you you have to kind of behaviorally be able to kind of get through to some of these kids. And I, I think some of these – there are certain guys that do it. Dabo's one of them Urban Meyer one of them. They just – they have a different way of going about it that I think is more consistent and long-term than than some of these others that, that just – you can only yell so much. Well, I think the difference too between him and Saban is with Saban with Sabin – gives a rant on the sideline to a player. It's an in-your-face, quick snap, game over, that's it. I watch Kelly so many times where he grabs somebody by the face mask and yells at him face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and almost embarrasses him on television. It's like, those kids don't respond to that.
0: Well, I mean, we can get into his sideline demeanor, you know, all you want. The the, the thing that concerns me is, you know, and, and I've defended Brian Kelly in the past, he's... Did a nice job kind of bringing the program back from the dead. But I I wonder, you know, if and when they move on from him, who they're going to be able to get in there. Because the Notre Dame job isn't like a Texas or a USC or an Ohio State where you have all these resources. There are a lot of other hurdles you have to get through to be successful at Notre Dame. And not a lot of people can successfully navigate that.
1: Yeah, how about the fact that you don't have an indoor practice facility, right?
0: Yeah, no, we do. We do.
1: Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all the more indicting that uh, Paul Sullivan is no longer with us then. Why the hell was he? Why weren't you guys practicing inside? What the hell?
0: His name was Declan Sullivan, and it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> he had to be out in the elements, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, God, we can be on he this.
1: Didn't. He didn't. have to be out there. Brian, I mean, just got a up there. Wow, the you're
0: element. slow tonight, Jay. Hey, Brian, why don't you get your fat ass up there and record this? <laughs> It, I will say this though, it was a gateway into arguably the greatest fantasy football name of all time. <laughs> we'll leave it off here, though. <laughs> oh, God, we could spend an hour just on on you know just going off of this topic, but we're not going to. Kind of a big game in Happy Valley this week. Michigan State is at Penn State, and again, things we didn't see coming at the beginning of the year. Penn State is an almost two touchdown favorite in this game. They're minus thirteen. Uh, They're playing for a chance to go to the Big Ten title game. They're playing for a chance to keep their relatively slim, I think, playoff hopes alive. They're going to need some help. I think that this is going to be a much closer game than that line indicates. I'm taking Michigan State. I think they give them all they want.
2: Yeah, I think the pressure of the moment uh, gets to Penn State here. So, yeah, I think it's going to be close as well. A little fun fact, preseason, this line was Michigan State minus 5. Wow. That was fun. I'm taking, I'm, <laughs> Michigan,
1: I'm taking Michigan State. Just too many points. Too many
0: points. Farkey's faves. Anything to say about that?
1: I'm going to go the opposite way, just for uh, for all the highlights that you gave, Moder. I, I think they respond the opposite way in this. I'm going to cover the points.
0: Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Mississippi, seven and a half point line. Ole Miss is favored this was the game that I probably struggled with the most when I was going through this pick sheet. I stared at this for a long time and I could not figure out how I wanted to, to take my angle here. And what I ended up settling on is I'm not sure Ole Miss is thrilled about going to a bowl game. They realize they actually have to play another, you know, maybe another three, four weeks after this. Whereas Mississippi state, just has to get ready for one more game and let it all hang out against the rival. So I'm going to take the points and seven and a half here in this game with Mississippi state.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm taking the points too. Um, I, I wasn't going to give it all that much thought about some bowl game and what some these, you know, college kids that well, are both high. these teams
0: are awful. I mean, what do you want me to do? Both these teams suck. Mississippi state doesn't even have their quarterback.
1: <laughs> I, that, that, I guess that's Wait, Mississippi state's without their, I'm quarterback. sorry, Mississippi,
0: my bad. Ole Miss. Yeah.
1: yeah I was going to say, yeah. And, but Old Miss quarterback, they burnt the the uh, the red shirt. He's going to be a stud. Yeah, and Patterson's going to be awesome. Um, he was the best quarterback last year in in all of the classes uh, across the whole class. I uh, I just went with points. That it just was. It boiled down to that easy. I did find it fascinating The Mississippi State got just absolutely handled by Arkansas and uh, and Dan Shrek's boy, Brett Bielema, last week. Oh,
0: they've, Brett. they've given up over fifty two weeks in a row, so this is probably a, a dumb pick on my part. I think even Shilly is taking Ole Miss here. Is that right, Joe? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think part of the – I can't believe this line was north of seven, so you know that makes me think this is his coming out party, even though he had – he's had a – Couple pretty good weeks, so uh, give me
0: one miss. Yeah, I'm gonna regret this pick. I can already feel it. farky I'm gonna go
1: uh I'm gonna go points. I'm gonna take miss Ole Miss.
0: So So you put cut you put Come Monday, which is a Jimmy Buffett song, so what does that have to do with this?
1: Mississippi Living Legend. They're, they're both Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <It's a pretty laughs> I, listen, yeah. listen, I'm at the point now where I was hiding. I was staying
0: quiet and hiding from this pick because I didn't want Monitor to look at the sheet. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to look at the sheet to know which game's coming up next. That's how we do this. I mean... Ideally, I could have thought, yeah. thought to myself. I could have thought to myself, it's rivalry
1: week, so there's probably going to be a lot of in-state games, huh? <laughs> I mean, we, we have done this for what, like nine weeks of the thirteen or something like that. We've done it this way consistently for about six weeks running. You, like, I, you, I just I'm baffled. <laughs> like, you just you never cease to amaze me, man. Well, it was. It's only the second week I've done this, and like I said, I did not. Think about the fact it was rivalry week. Old uh,
0: Misses actually showed signs of being decent this year. I hate the half point, but I'm going to take them anyway. I don't know how you missed that that rivalry week memo, Farkey. I mean, it's Ohio State-Michigan week. I mean no, they, well, they,
1: I wasn't thinking in-state. Just didn't. didn't
0: they, I mean, ESPN just beat you over the head with it all week. I, I don't know. Whatever. Talk to Washington.
1: State in Washington for about three weeks now.
0: <laughs> we got a couple more games here left to pick. Utah and Colorado. This is uh, in Colorado. The Buffs are a ten-point favorite at Utah. Too many points for me. Too
1: many points. Too many points.
2: This is typically the spot where I would uh, I'd play the zigzag, but I, I don't know. I, I'm really impressed by Colorado. I've been on a lot this year, so. I I think the line's a little high. Sean, did you think this would be closer to seven, or do you think that – I I feel like this line's high. That's why I'm taking Colorado. I thought seven
0: and a half or eight. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Kind of what you said about Penn State, show, I think maybe a little bit of pressure here on Colorado. They have to win this game to get to the Pac-12 title game, which would be a huge accomplishment for them, considering where they've been the last five, six years.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I personally just felt like last week was in their eyes. Maybe yeah, I, I agree with
0: that. I agree with that. I think yeah, I think I think maybe a slight letdown here for Colorado.
1: Slight. I think win by you know they, I I think they win the game, but I think it's you know a four six point game. I just I haven't I haven't been sold on Colorado to go to go high enough to ten points in this game. Utah's Utah's again like Ole Miss, but probably even more so showed spurts of, of being a pretty good team this year. So I, I definitely like them to cover this. Or not. I'm sorry, not cover it, but. Uh, not get beat by We've team. had
0: Utah on this podcast quite a bit for picking games. And uh, full disclosure, Farkey's sister works in Utah. And uh, I don't think he's picked against them yet. Man of principle.
1: Man of principle.
0: The last game on the docket, Florida State and Florida. This is in Tallahassee. Florida State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, I, I kind of know, I think, where Sean is going with this and I think this, I think this is one of his patented reverse jinx maneuvers. Um, Lock it up. I am taking Florida State, and I'm pretty confident with that pick. Sean, I'll let you go ahead and uh, give your angle here. Well, you guys are going Florida State the rest of the way, right? Like Shelly and
1: Farkey? I'm yes. going Florida State. This is Lock City, Farkey's fave game of the week. Ugh. Well, you, know, 11. you know what? It's,
2: it's end of the year, Farkey. I'm going to do it as well. This is Lock City, Florida State. Lock City. LA this uh, yeah.
1: th- this is going to be. I think Florida State wins. I think Florida covers, and this is Jimbo Fisher's last game. Oh man, as a Florida really? State head coach, that's yeah. that's the multiple angles here, and it like I, I think
0: it comes out officially on Monday. That was riveting. Lock City, wow. Farkey. Yeah. Lock City. So, Sean, as a Florida State fan, and based on what we just talked about ten minutes ago. Are you okay with that or are you – I'm
1: comfortable with that yeah. Yeah, because I actually think I actually think it would immensely help Florida State if Jimbo makes the call. I, I actually think we'll know one way or the other, other by Sunday, Monday, or, or as late as Tuesday. That's going to help Florida State immensely because they get to be like lead dog and for whatever reason – it's not the premier job between the two. We, we went over this ad nauseum. The two jobs, Florida State's a better job, but to Jimbo Fisher, it was his first job. There's something nostalgic about it. He's won at Florida State. It's the grass is greener syndrome. I think he's going to struggle immensely there. I think he's going to fall into the same trap that someone and Malzone and Bricked and some of these others in the SEC had of trying to compete against Bama without the facilities and They're going to have to spend everything on him and a couple assistants. He's not going to have the foundation that Saban has. And they'll talk about Saban retiring and some of those things. I don't think it's going to be a good move for him, but I think he's going to do it nonetheless. I think Florida State, if they can get the right hire, and I need to kind of dive into it a little bit more. But there's a couple areas – I think the Texas thing is done with Herman, but that was, that was there be my next was question. an outside chance. There was a scenario back when Urban Meyer was leaving Utah, and he had a chance to pick be between Florida and Notre Dame. And he looked at things, and everybody's like, oh, he's taking Notre Dame. And he took the Florida job, and he obviously had the success there that he had, I think if Tom Herman wanted to strictly look at it from what's my best chance to win championships, plural, I think if he leveled those two out, he would actually pick Florida State. So that job being open sooner rather than later may be more
2: beneficial. I like it. Is this job too big for Flack, Michigan's, or Western Michigan's head coach? He, he, it's funny you mention that.
1: He would be... Right there, I think. Um, See the fallback, maybe. I don't. I don't think they've identified. I don't think they're they're they've identified what they'll try and do if Jimbo leaves is hit the biggest home run possible. So the first thing they will do is put together something for Herman, his staff, etc. Not going to outbid Texas, but I think they're going to be sophisticated in how they can sell it to him In that, a we can come next year this team is ready to compete for a national title Yep. make no mistake about it they actually should have done it this year if they beat North Carolina like you know if, if they just don't have a pass interference call and he just lets them catch it they're not getting it like it's ball game and then um, the other oh the Clemson game which you know is a coin flip game and even with the Louisville loss, where would they actually be positioned right now with one yeah.
0: loss? Well, and make yeah, no mistake, okay. too, Texas is not ready to compete for a national championship for a couple no. years.
1: No. Real quick, if there's, is there anyone that that you believe is fifty fifty between staying and going to the NFL that makes a huge impact for next year? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Naughty and uh, the left tackle, Rod Johnson. Those guys could go either way right now. I think they're both going. Yeah. So it, it, they will have some a little bit of issue up front, but they, they've been so decimated by injuries on both fronts that they played so many guys this year that uh I mean all their skill players other than cook and they got running backs and in, in, like it's stable
0: down there last question Sean for the Florida State topic they win this game this week against Florida. They go on win their bowl game that's what 10 and three, correct? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, you mentioned a couple of months ago when their playoff hopes were pretty much dashed that you were looking for hey, I want to see us put ourselves in position to compete for a national championship next year. Are you happy with 10 and 3 the way the season played out or are you kind of like damn, we should have been in the playoffs?
1: So here's the interesting thing. The Notties played so well the last 4 weeks that he's positioned himself to go to the draft. Um, I think they'll be all right. And the defensive line, they lose Walker, obviously, you know, he's been fantastic. But Brian Burns, he has, I think, nine sacks as a true freshman. He needs to put on 10, 15 pounds, sweats back. And they got, a, they got a, a, you know, a depth there. They get when James back. So I'm not worried so much from a defensive perspective. Um, you still return Francois, who to me has been really, really good this year. He's had some accuracy issues, but I think he's been hurt. The offensive line does concern me a little bit, but you know, under the right system, the right coach, they can work around that. Jimbo's just kind of worn me out with this constant bidding and this this constant LSU stuff. Like he almost left last year, and so I just think a lot of folks are kind of like, well, if he's still floating this out here, he's going to try and leverage for more money. You know, at some point, you're kind of like, let's just bring new blood in because this team should not have won nine and three this year. It's just they had a weak camp, and they came out soft and flat in the first half against Ole Miss, and then they came back, had the big comeback. I, they've underachieved, pure and simple. That's so it? your answer is no. You are not pleased with 10-3. I'm not pleased. Directionally for next year, I think we're there, but we open against Alabama next year. Ooh. So how, how optimistic can I be? Uh, you know if we have if we if rod Johnson comes back and naughty comes back, we have like those are two big time horses like you're bringing two thoroughbreds back on one side of the line and one, on, on the other side of the line um I just don't think either of them will i don't I don't think either of them should
0: if if you're if you're gonna pick pick the top two three rounds you should go to the draft. It's interesting that you think that Jimbo is kind of floating this stuff out there about LSU, and it's not the media just kind of driving this, because from what I've read, he's pretty much said he's happy at Florida State, and maybe it's just you think it's posturing on his part, but I can't tell if it's him posturing for a raise or if it's the media blowing it out of proportion because they're so certain that he would be interested in the job, I don't know.
1: Well, from everything that I've read kind of deeper behind the scenes is he's saying all of that, but he doesn't want to, he's not walked himself into a corner like Saban did, and he's always left kind of some avenues open, and I mean, I think it was Jamie Newberg um, is, is a writer for 24-7 down there. He, he basically pulled 20 coaches, assistant coaches across, Big 12, Big 10, SEC, and ACC, Um, you know just as sources and i think it was like 14 or 15 of them basically said he's leaving and half of those basically said he's leaving and he shouldn't be leaving because he's in a better job he just doesn't know it yeah and then you know a couple of the other said like he's always been infatuated he's gonna go they didn't indicate you know which job was better but like a lot of them were surprised so and those are anonymous sources and everything else but I, I found
2: it fascinating to get that, that type of an input, and that, that, to me, is a reading of the tea leaves so
1: much that you start to put some of the, the pieces together, and it's like when you follow recruiting, you know where the visits are and who, who goes on the visits. If mom and dad go, there's a legitimate chance that kid's going there, um, and when they went, some of that other stuff, like what they say to in interviews doesn't matter. It's who goes on visits, who doesn't go on visits. You know, that that that's always the telltale sign. And I just I look there's a lot of telltale signs that he's he's gone. Now if he stays admittedly yeah. I don't If know if, he, I if
0: he if he stays, anymore. if he stays, don't you think in a way next year is a little more promising? Just next year.
1: What I'll say is if he stays, you basically have him for the next three, four years. Um just because, you know, he obviously the only job that he really would want would be LSU or maybe Bahama. Um, but, yeah, if he stays, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'll feel good about next year. I'm, I'm kind of resigned, resigned to the fact that I'm fine with him leaving. Actually, I kind of welcome some fresh blood. Well, the 24 7 thing has left a little bit of a sour taste.
0: You talking about the Showtime?
1: Yeah, it's just he's I don't know I'd be curious you know from your vantage point from Brian Kelly having went through it, did you leave their leave watching the show feel better about him or kind of more like I
0: I did actually but I mean Notre Dame also had a really good year last year and they kind of overachieved because all the injuries they had and I thought he did a really good job last year getting that team to where they were now Florida State's in a di- little bit different situation with the expectations that they had and a couple of the losses that they had, I, I don't know. I-, I don't. I did not watch one episode of it this year. I watched every one last year, so I can't really compare the two. But I thought when I watched it last year, I liked. I I, I came away thinking I was really happy with Brian Kelly as my football coach after I watched the show last year.
2: Maybe, maybe I'm in the minority. I think Florida State. I, I don't think LSU is that, that much better of a job. I, th- I think it's a lateral move. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a minority take.
1: I. I think that's the, the logical majority. Okay. they pay, They pay more. There's no state income tax. Your assistants maybe don't have as much. You have better facilities, and you don't have a state that's basically bankrupt. Now, the one caveat is Louisiana is a hotbed, and you're the show in town, even though I would contend that Alabama's technically the show in town as well, even though they're not in Louisiana, because they've gotten so much Louisiana talent over the years. Um, but no, I, I I would say that there's uh, you, can, you can name on your hand the, the job's better than the Florida State head coach. They've had two coaches in 45 years, or 40 years. I mean, you have job security. You have to basically play against Clemson. Like, if you can beat Clemson year in and year out, you are in the national title four or six or whatever it will be. You win one game, and you're going to be there more than likely.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather fight over the three, four Florida schools for Florida kids rather than fight over well, Alabama for Louisiana. The thing, Florida, Florida State's a national brand. They get kids. They have tons of kids from Virginia. They're going to get yeah, the number. No, I understand that. I'm just saying just statewide. There's yes, way, way right. more town in Florida than Louisiana.
1: Yeah, I agree. You can find more gems too. So you can find some of these guides that, you know, it, other schools may not always be on. So what is it? The aura of the SEC? What? What's the attraction? I I've read some weird things. He loves the Cajun food. He's just it, he's just tons.
0: Now get that shit made for you in Florida, then.
1: Hey man, Florida's a melting pot of food. I, I, I I've uh, put you guys to sleep.
0: Which, no, uh, no, course. not at all. No, I would have cut it off a long time ago if I thought it was boring. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the discussion. We are running long, though, so anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Good. Nothing
1: here. Let's do it.
0: Enjoy the football this weekend, everybody. Uh, like we already talked about, there's going to be three. Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> go on, finish your clothes out.
0: No, I was just He'll gonna. Ramp it up. There's gonna be uh, three good NFL games on Thanksgiving for the first time and maybe ever. So I'm actually looking forward to watching some football this weekend. College games are kind of spread out over the two or three days here, so that makes it a little bit easier to watch and kind of hone in on some games. So uh, we will be back next week with uh, probably one more regular season podcast, and then we'll focus in on the Bulls. And start maybe throwing in a little college basketball. I thought maybe we'd get some extra time to get to some college hoops here at the end of this podcast, but that's not going to happen. So uh, we'll get to that later in December into January. But Farkey, for your sake, go Buckeyes! Shout out to Matt Turin, go Buckeyes! I'm rooting for
1: you. Drink Buckeye vodka. There we go. Doing
2: it all hot, hour deep.
1: Go Bucks
2: <laughs> for the love of Gotta make
0: that money. money, money,
2: money.